What's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast. Metaphorically slutty. This is your host for the night, a daisy. August the 16th was the new moon. It is actually August the 17th right now, 125 a.m., but we're still in the new moon energy. No worries. How y'all doing out there tonight? It is 125 a.m. The two and five combination I've been telling y'all about on previous podcasts. Um... So, I told you guys I'll be doing a three-part series leading up to the new moon. Was supposed to do it on August the 16th, but we're here now. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are doing well. Um... So, to wrap up this three-part series, today we will be talking about Use Your Heart. SWV, Use Your Heart. Use your heart, use your heart, use your heart, and not your eyes. So if you guys are ready, let's just get into it. Who are you? I've been contemplating about this song, or this song came to me as I was biking today, yesterday. They came to me before, but it solidified that it would be the topic of this podcast. And I was thinking about how How to use your heart and not your eyes. You know, a lot of times for myself, I've had experiences in my life that have defined how I see things. It has defined the places I go. It has defined how I show up and what that even looks like to me, standing outside of myself and looking at myself. And that comes with a lot of healing, a lot of looking at the dark parts of yourself. And it takes you, it takes you through there, it takes you through the rabbit hole. So rabbit symbolism, you could be seeing a lot of rabbits if you're going through the same thing, taking you down a rabbit hole. 
And that rabbit hole goes far. You can go really deep beyond the timeline that we are on now. And it may even cause for you to do some jumping on timelines or transcending timelines of markings. When I say markings, trauma that you relate to in this lifetime that binds you to trauma that you've experienced in past lifetimes and how to cut those cords to release yourself from that particular program. That sounds like a lot. That 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 right there is a whole lot when you think about it. And it kind of it could sound like a whole lot of mumbo jumbo if you've never done that sort of tremendous intense healing. Well, once you start to open up those gates to do that healing, you may recognize that some of the stuff that you have been binded to, some of the issues, cords, or patterns of behavior may have started before you. You may see it in your parents. You may begin to imagine how they integrated those particular traumas to their parents and how their parents may have integrated those particular timelines to their, their parents and so on and so forth. That's what I mean about timelines. And it can create a storyline that you live by according to that trauma according to that pain, according to that sore that has never been tended to or healed by people that came before you. And now it's left up to you to facilitate that healing, facilitate. I gotta find a synonym to facilitate because I use that a lot. But nonetheless, your eyes can be deceiving. You could think you see something. You could make up stories in your mind based on your eyes to create a scenario that matches up to some trauma that you've had. And it can put you in a state of repetition of a cycle. Same scenario, maybe different characters. But as you begin to sort of pour out all of your cups, roll over all the stones, looking under all each and every stone to see your part in it you began to develop a different view of the situation. And that has been my journey up until this point.
I've been guided to feel because so many times I think before I feel, I try to understand something through my eyes and not really feel through it, but think through it. And that's the story of an air sign or air wherever you are in your chart, wherever it's at in your chart. And that also deals with manifestation. How are you projecting scenes in your mind into your reality? It's like, you know, when you're looking at a movie and you know the old projector screen movies where you have the light flashing into the white screen and it plays the movie. That's sort of how it is when you're holding on to trauma. The light is just the light, your third eye, your heart center. And what you play on that projector are the stories and unhealed trauma that continues to play on that screen. And for you to fully see yourself, you have to look, you have to stand outside of yourself and look at things objectively to see what character you're playing. Are you the main character? Are you a B actress? Are you someone in the background letting your situation, a way of looking at things, sort of pull you and tug you into different places that are aligned with your comfortability of pain, your comfortability of trauma, your comfortability of things going wrong? And I know that I've done that many times, many, many, many times. And as Venus in retrograde is bringing a lot of that unhealed woundedness within myself to the front. And it's almost like I'm, I'm, I'm crashing into yeah, crashing into, but I'm crashing into old timelines that are diminishing and falling apart. Like the towers falling. And now I have to build a new home. One that looks and sounds more in compatibility with what my heart wants. And you go through these stages of vulnerability, feeling weak, feeling like you can never heal something that is so rooted in you because it's all you've ever known. Anything outside of that could bring tremendous anxiety because it's the dark. It's the unseen. It's the new. You become a witness to your own story. Your own land. 
And it can feel a bit barren there. Until you plant a new seed. And with this new moon in Leo, that's what it seems like we're doing. Planting a new seed from the heart. What does your heart want? What are we doing to check in with our heart? What are we doing to heal those sores within ourselves? And that's the death and rebirth process. That's what shadow work is. Part of you dies and part of you is reborn. In the Bible, I guess that would be called like being a child in Christ, being baptized, rinsing yourself of what was and starting on a clean new slate. The fool's journey. And on a fool's journey, you have no attachments to what was, but only open and vulnerability to what possibly could be. The stride to be in a present and not in the past or in the future. But in the present. What are your thoughts about who you are at this time and how you show up? What stories are you telling yourself about your journey? I remember when I first started on this journey midpoint and I had to feel a lot. And it was the most intimidating thing ever to have regard for my emotions. Because so many times I just wanted things to go a certain way. And we do, we, we have an idea about what success is, what life is, and what fate is to our life. And we think we can just ride that wave until we find out that destination is no longer what we want to be destined to. And we want to create a new pathway to walk another line. Transformation. Using your heart and not your eyes 
to lead you into the new version of yourself, a new earth, a heaven that you've always longed for, that you want to produce here and now and not wait to the end to experience, but to plant seeds and to bear fruit of love that you can live in the now of. And it takes a lot of belief. It takes belief. That seed, that mustard seed, can birth new experiences and new variations of who you are. And they all can be great. They all can be of love. But asking yourself, are you worthy of the heaven that you and your soul so intensely long for? And it causes for you to release control of how things are going to turn out. Because a lot of times we, the, 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 the very thing that we don't want to happen can be the very thing that we attract to us because of our thoughts. Thoughts that become monsters up under our bed that we wound up being. We wound up being those monsters and that boogeyman that we're told to not yield to, to not entertain, to run from. It is within ourselves that we can meet our own demise. So journaling has been helpful to me to be able to see it on paper, to get my thoughts out in some sort of way. With this new moon is a DNA upgrade. The DNA is doing something different. It's being ignited. It's believing that You can have a life full of love, luxury, peace and harmony, compassion. For oneself and for others. 144 right now. And 44% on my phone. The number four. Come take my hand. I won't let you go. I'll be your friend. I will love you so deeply. I will be the one to kiss you at night. I will love you. Till the end of time.
developing self-love. End of Time by Beyonce may be a song you can listen to or have been listening to. Using your heart and not your eyes. All those eyes that's around us reminds me of a, a peacock symbolism. Which is interesting because the peacock symbolism has been showing up a lot. Meaning that you're divinely protected and that it's okay for you to be seen. That's the positive side of it. Also, carrying around all of the eyes, all of the eyes, the eye, the eye, the singular notion of what you think life is based on your experiences for all to see. Back to that projected screen that we spoke about. Being on rotation, being on the front lines. A lot of us are being called to the front lines right now and to show ourselves because our experiences in our life are a learning lesson for those who are coming up behind us or right in front of us. And being able to be comfortable enough to show those traumas is to show that you, I'm just like you and the same stuff you dealing with, I'm dealing with too. And I'm able to show you who I am in my traumas and maybe somehow or another you'll be able to bear seeing who you are, the dark and the light parts of yourself, especially the dark, to be able to integrate those negative, those dark energies into the light. So many times we try to bury those dark sides of us, bury them away, and they wind up haunting us. But once they come to the light, as scary as that may seem, it's a freeing experience to see what has been holding us into the vicious cycle. of the eye, which takes us further away from the we, the collective, because we're all connected. Death can seem like a scary thing. I think about that a lot more now than I have before. Or maybe I'm meeting it now and I'm facing death facing parts of me that are dying off or the me that was dying off, the I that's dying off. And looking at the challenges that have been perpetuated by the I to give me an opportunity to see it from my heart's perspective. From seeing it from my heart's perspective. Not being blocked from seeing a way out of it, but 
seeing my soul, my soul's view from of it, and from my heart seeing my way out of the situation and not knowing that I'm not condemned by my pain, but it's my stepping stone to healing. Use your heart and not your eyes. I pulled a few cards, shuffle, pull a few cards again. And temperance kept showing up, even though it didn't show up this time that I pulled these cards. But it talks about taking time out to nurture yourself, to heal yourself from those anxieties that you think will happen based on the decisions that you make, right? So we do, it's like, I'm gonna do this so this won't happen. I'm gonna move this way so this won't happen. I'm gonna talk to this person so this won't happen. Being grounded and solidifying that pain and moving through life through that pain, opposed to looking at that pain and saying, okay, I'm ready to relinquish this. I'm ready to release this. That's where the death and rebirth comes in at. The relinquishing of that energy, of that timeline, of that fate. And I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I know that I'm brave enough to see all parts of myself, all the mistakes that I've made that could have been detrimental or could still be detrimental to my journey. But being brave enough to look at it and say, I fucked up here or I fucked up there. And going into a state of forgiveness or repentance, repentance to alleviate myself from condemnation. And I see in these cards that there's a lot of people doing a lot of work on themselves and looking at the hard work that they've done on, none of them have done with themselves. And each issue that comes up is not necessarily an issue anymore because you're looking at it through your heart's eye. So the issue now turns into an opportunity for you to personally grow. It turns into an opportunity in your evolution of growth. So I'm seeing that somebody is going to be receiving opportunities to grow, which may not be easy. It may be exactly the situation that's needed, a blessing in disguise for you to birth a new aspect of yourself and bring that aspect of you up to the surface. I'm sensing that a lot of people have been carrying around a lot of hurt as a pinnacle, a lot of hurt as work, and relinquishing the thought that your healing is work or that you have to go through hardships to be acknowledged for your work. Don't we all do that? We think that the more that we go through, the more tension and friction that we have in our life, 
grants us a space to celebrate ourselves because we've been through so much. And that's a program that's conditioning. Because we feel like we have to have a story of the underdog and to show up as the winner, as the hero now. And I'm slowly but surely learning the turtle symbolism that I don't have to race and be the hare, the rabbit symbolism, that I can take my time and nurture myself no matter how long it takes but be gentle with myself through this evolution and see myself on my highest timeline and visualize that to be able to birth a new aspect of myself where I no longer have to go through hell and back to get to heaven. I can move hell out the way and just experience heaven. That comes with a sense of feeling worthy. How worthy do you feel that you're, that you are capable of having heaven on earth, having heaven within you and not on, not just on you, but with it, it's actually in you. A lot of us, a lot of our families, a lot of our parents only felt worthy with the condition, the conditional worthiness. And sometimes looking outside of any sort of condition and worthiness can be beyond difficult to do, but it's possible. So instead of eyeing our way through situations, we're going to be feeling our way through situations. And and feeling our way through situations, recognizing and respecting our bodily functions, our bodily cues. What is our body saying to us? What are our emotions saying to us in situations? You know when you have those gut feelings about something, something just not right. And maybe it is and maybe it isn't, but there's a message in those emotions that wants to talk to you. Chair symbolism. How can you create that space within yourself to have a conversation with yourself? A safe space to have the conversation with yourself about what brought you to this place and how can you get out? So I urge all of you to look up some tools, look up some exercises that you can do to heal. It can be journaling. Maybe it can be traveling down roads to the, to your roots and rewriting stories with your mind. Or maybe it's just saying, Hey, all of this I no longer want anymore. I want it to be new and I just want to let it go. Wherever I am now, I just right here and right now, I want to let it go. So maybe that's something we can do on this new moon. Practice surrendering to the pain. Surrendering to the notion that we can't get out. Surrendering to the notion that 
we can be the best parts of ourselves, even though, even if we don't know what it is, our soul knows. And to create a strong connection with God, creator and source, to connect us to what our soul really wants and who our soul really is, to birth a life where our soul can live freely without the condition of being marked or wounded by hardships. This has been a great series. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Um, if you would like to book a reading, uh, you can shoot me an email at s-h-h-m-o-k-i-n-g-d-a-h-l-i-a at gmail.com. Even if you just have a comment that you would like to send, you could do that also. Maybe you have ideas about more things that you want to hear being spoken about on a podcast, or maybe you just want to share your experiences. You can also hit me up on Instagram, Dynasty of S-U-I-A, Dynasty, D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y of O-F-S-U-E-S-H-U-I-A-A-J-E. You know, maybe you can comment on there or follow me on there to be able to get updates on the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang.